Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. This is our coaching podcast where we tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. In each episode, we want to provide you with some detailed answers and proven solutions, some of your biggest challenges facing realtors today. And I'm so excited today because I have with me Corey Brewer. Corey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Michael. Thank you. Hey, thanks for being on. Uh, for the listeners, just so they know, Corey is the Vice President of Residential Operations for Lori Gill and Associates Windermere Property Management. And Corey, you've been doing this uh, in this position now for, you said, 11 years, right? Yep. This is my 11th year. So 2011, uh-huh. you came on board. Prior to that, you were in real estate. Yes, I did real estate sales. I, I got my license originally in 2003. Um, like the I think I started the the day of graduation at UW. Actually, I did I did not walk at graduation. Um, I, I had gotten my license and I was off and running. Just jumped right in. Yep. Well, that's terrific. Well, uh, you know, Corey, the reason why I thought we'd have you on today is in Ninja when we do coaching and when we teach agents, we go through this process. You know, a lot of times we're working with real estate agents and building their source of business, building their buyers, building their sellers, and I think there's there's a misconception about um, what property management is because you know we have residential real estate commercial real estate and then so just for our listeners if you would please tell us a little bit about uh kind of in a nutshell what what is what is property management how is that different yeah i mean really primarily what we do is single family um mostly houses a lot of condo units but mostly houses out of our brokerage and getting people to know that we exist is really half the battle um kind of like you mentioned what what do we do what what role do we serve? Um, some of the things that we are as property managers for our clients, we are advisors, of course, um, advocates. Uh, I think coordinator is a good way to describe what we do. Um, messenger sometimes, um, marketer for sure. Um, and caretaker. Those were, those were kind of the, the things that jumped immediately to mind. And you had also kind of asked what, what are we not? Um, we're, we're not, generally attorneys um although we have we have great relationships with attorneys and it has become kind of almost my full-time job lately to to um understand the legal landscape that we're working under um we are not licensed inspectors generally um we we do oversee the physical condition of the properties that we manage but it's important to understand that we do bring in experts for certain things such as a home inspector um and and third-party vendors uh you know we we have relationships with plumbers and electricians and and roofers and things of that nature um but we do not perform the work 
ourselves personally. We we bring in experts, like I said. Um, we're also not marriage counselors, <laughs> although <laughs> exactly. uh, you'd be you'd be surprised how often it kind of feels like we are. Exactly. I can I can imagine. I can actually yeah. imagine. So here's my question. So there's there's a couple different sides, right? So as we talk about this, as it pertains to kind of break it down, because we have real estate agents listing, we have the general public listing, but let's just talk about this. So there's kind of two sides of it. There's there's managing property, right? Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about that and some of the benefits. You know, so here I'm a I I own investment properties, yep. and uh, one of the things when I was buying investment property that was really really uh, meaningful to me is that I, I don't, I don't want to be the landlord. I mean, I'm the landlord, but I don't want to be per se the landlord. I don't know if you picture what I'm saying. So talk to me a little bit about that in terms of that aspect of what, what you, what your company does. Sure. Um, so yeah, one, one of the things that you're probably looking for in that scenario is to be hands-off, you know, at least to some degree. Um, and, you know, we, we have clients who, um, kind of fall along a pretty wide range as in terms of ones that want to be more hands-on and others that want to be more hands-off. And we can kind of, you know, we can be a chameleon to, to a certain extent with that. Um, a couple of the things that we have uh, in place to, to where, you know, we provide our clients as landlords a lot of benefits. Um, first and foremost, especially lately, I would say is having intimate knowledge of landlord-tenant law. Um, that is something that uh, has been constantly changing, especially over the last five years or so. Um, we kind of act as liability protection for our clients, and I think that's really important. Um, and that's from, you know, the, the very beginning of the process when we're talking about fair housing, for example, when we're fielding applications from people and, and deciding who we're going to lease the home to, uh, all the way to the very end of the relationship when someone moves out and we are refunding their security deposit. We have deadlines that need to be met. And throughout the entire course of the relationship in between, um, really, there are, there are a lot of legal considerations that uh, that you need to be aware of, and from one month to the next, those rules might be changing. And so we're we're really keeping our eye on the ball constantly. Um, one of the dynamics of the relationship with our clients is interesting. When you're selling a property, uh, for the most part, once the deal closes, that's when the relationship officially ends. Now you keep your relationship going, of course, but the agency relationship, the fiduciary duty, all that, it kind of comes to a close. Right. That's, re that's really the starting point of our relationship with our clients. Um, because once the, once the deal closes, once we lease the property and get a tenant moved in, now we're managing the property and, and you know, in many cases for years to come. And so that kind of is the launch point. Um, one of the other things, uh, particularly with our brokerage, uh, and I'm, we're going to toot our horn a little bit, is faster market time. Um, over the years, as long as I've been here, we have always led our market in market time. And so that's great for our clients because it reduces vacancy, of course. And vacancy, vacancy is the most expensive operating expense, I, I think, that you can have as a rental property owner because you get nothing out of it. You know, it, it's expensive to re-roof your home, but at least you get a new roof. Exactly. Um, but when you have vacancy, that it's just into the ether. There's nothing to show for it. So our faster market times are, are greatly beneficial to our clients. And I think that's also great for our tenants, too, because um, it, it helps avoid disruption, um, especially when we have tenants who we know are going to be moving out when their lease is coming to an end. We're going to get the home on the market, let's call it six weeks before they move out. And if we can get the home leased at the first weekend, you know, 
they don't have to deal with showings over and over again. And so it, it's just a more comfortable scenario for them. So I, I think on both sides, uh, we can offer some benefit there. And then I was mentioning before third party vendors. And um, that's huge because, you know, at, at no point are we just kind of throwing a dart at the yellow pages um, thinking, hey, who should we get out here to fix this plumbing issue or whatever? We have trusted relationships that we've built over years, you know, um, and that comes down not only to quality of work, but also pricing. Um, we do kind of annual vetting of our, of our vendor relationships, and we want to know that they're doing good work and people are happy, and we also want to know that they're charging fair prices. Um, so those are a few things that uh, are kind of part of the everyday. Well, and, and let's talk about that for a second. So one of the questions I always have is, you know, uh, how, how do agents benefit from a relationship with your entity, right? So if I'm a real yeah. estate agent, you know, and, and now yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, tell me a little bit about that relationship and how that's beneficial to the agent and also benefit to you. Yeah, I, I think um, I think that that is a great way to build trust with your clients as a sales broker. Uh, and I think that I think that partnering with us are, are going to result in two pretty significant benefits for a real estate sales broker. The first one being that you can confidently place your client, you know, in our hands, knowing that we provide a specialty service that uh, someone who's, you know, focused their career on sales may not know all that much about property management and leasing. And so you're putting your clients into the hands of the, of the best people to serve their particular need. Um, I like to think of it the same way as, is when you're representing a buyer and uh, you've got a great home inspector that you always like to use. And you recommend to your buyer client that, hey, I, I, I think we should have my guy, you know, or my gal do your home inspection. Uh, and more often than not, they, they are more than happy to use the person that you trust, right? Exactly. So, so we, we like to position ourselves um, to have that kind of relationship with sales brokers when it comes to representing rental properties. And then the other one, um, Though we are a Windermere office, uh, out, out of the Lori Gillen Associates property management brokerage, we don't do any sales activity at all. So we don't represent our clients in the buy or sale transactions. And so they're always coming right back to you as the realtor who originally referred them to us. And so not only are you confident that they're going to get great service, but you can also be confident that we're going to help you maintain that relationship and not try to compete with you for the business. Right. Well, and I got to believe too, that even though you have, uh, you have clients that come to you that uh, are, uh, are landlords, right. Or owning investment property at some point, they may decide, Hey, it's time to sell. And maybe <laughs> the agent that originally referred them is no longer even in the business. I mean, I got to believe that that type of stuff happens. So, yes. um, you know, so, so there's a potential there for listing leads, if you will, uh, coming from your organization as well too, right? Yeah. I think we, I, don't quote me on this number. I know I have it. I just not in front of me right now, but it was something in the neighborhood of 80 to 90 sale transactions that we referred out last year, or e either a combination of referring them out, like you just described, or handing them back to the original right. agent who uh, brought them to us in the first place. So it happens a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and the other side of it too, is I have to believe that, um, you know, the level of, of expertise that you perform when, if you're, if you're managing my property, uh, I can rest assured, in, uh, you know, that if I go away on vacation, 
Uh, I'm not going to be getting the phone calls at two o'clock in the morning or any. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to be said because I know that it doesn't. It's not free. I mean, there's a there's a cost to having your company manage my properties. But let's talk a little bit about about that benefit too, because I think there's a lot of times I hear people say, "Well, you know, I get an investment property, but the only way it's going to benefit me is if I manage it myself because I don't want to have to pay management fees." But I have to tell you, just from personal experience, uh, it is paid back in spades in terms of the properties that I own that I have managed uh, just in a peace of mind. I mean, that, there's a lot to be said about that too. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of times, well, I mentioned before that some clients do want to have a more hands-on approach and we can certainly work with that to a, to an extent. I mean, we still need to be able to be efficient and do our job. Right. Um, uh, so the, the, the high degree of micromanagement isn't the greatest uh, scenario. But anyway, um, we, we, can, we can have our clients participate in pretty much every decision if they want to, or if, if, they're, if they're willing to hand us the reins completely, um, then we can work with it that way too. And kind of anything in between um, those middle of the night phone calls you're talking about, uh, yeah, that, that's one of the things that we are here for. And knock on wood, that doesn't happen every single night, but um, it, it always happens on Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve, I swear. Or, or Sunday evenings. Yeah, or Sunday <laughs> evenings or, or whatever, during yeah. the Super Bowl or whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that's, one of the, that's one of the key elements to this relationship is that we take on that kind of responsibility on the behalf of our clients. And then, you know, from there, it depends on how bad the, the problem is. Um, you know, we, we kind of have this bar set internally where if a, if a maintenance issue is going to cost X amount of dollars, we just take care of it. Right. Um, and if it's going to be more than that, then um, our, our clients do want to know like, hey, we, we talked about roofing earlier. Okay, putting a new roof on a house. We're definitely going to different bids for that. And we're going to have a conversation with our client before we pull the trigger on it. Um, so we've just kind of learned over the years what is routine and what uh, takes a, a higher level of collaboration with our clients. Um, so that's one of the things you're getting. Um, I think one of the one of the hidden gems of our service is really our accounting department um, because we make it as easy as I think we possibly can for our clients to to figure uh, what's going on every year for tax purposes. Because, I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, is that something you wanted to get to a little later? No, actually, we can talk about it now. I just I think that it's okay. an added benefit because I, I think there's a lot of moving parts that come there that, you know, if you're not tracking it, staying on top of it, you miss. Uh, yeah. I mean, so from a hopefully without, you know, without too much luck involved, the the reporting that you're seeing from one month to the next is pretty consistent. Um, and we do a monthly statement and we've got it all going on a, on an online uh, portal now that we call it. Um, and some people still want something mailed to them and we will do that, but most people go with our portal option. Um, and then anytime there are additional expenses, like we had to, maybe we brought a landscaper in to do a spring cleanup in the yard or, or something like that. Um, then that expense will be deducted from our client's proceeds for that month. Um, so we can pay the landscaper. But that invoice for that work done will accompany their monthly statement. So you can you can see what's going on from a month to month basis. And then at the end of the year, uh, I mean, we pretty much hand you a single sheet of paper that you can hand to your accountant and 
depending on how much our clients are, are having us oversee, I mean, we can show you every single penny of income that came in and every single penny of property related expense that went out the door. I mean, even property taxes and mortgage and insurance payments, if, if you want us to oversee all of that for you. So, I mean, we can, we can show you every penny in and out the door. And again, you just, you just hand that right to your accountant. And we try to make that part as simple as possible because that can be a real headache. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. I believe that an investment should be uh, pretty uh, streamlined and uh, a lack of me having to, you know, dive into the minutiae of mm-hmm. the day-to-day work because I got another job that I run. And so if, if I've got investment properties, I want somebody who's really, really good at doing that to manage that side of it for me. And, and I don't see that as a fee. I see that as an investment and a return on investment because it returns on my time. Um, so I'm a true, I'm a true believer, but I do see those people out there. I'll have conversations with people that I'll, Oh, we want to buy rental properties, but why would you have a property management company? I said, Oh my gosh, let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it, it's phenomenal. And the other piece I think that, uh, that you pointed out and we kind of just uh, tiptoed over a little bit, but I think it's a real important part is that, uh, there's the rules and regulations are always changing. And, uh, if you're not up to date on that, you can really get yourself in some hot water. Yeah. I mean, um, Last year, the Seattle City Council passed three new rental housing laws in one meeting. And uh, within about a month, all of those three new things were became law. And I mean, I'm very heavily involved personally. Like I, I attend council meetings, it, let alone read the, the news about our industry. Like I, I, activate, I actively participate in the process. But a lot of people um, are can be caught very off guard by this. And um, it's not that they're, you know, intentionally avoiding industry news. I got to be honest with you. I, I think in some respects, they intentionally sneak this stuff in and like they try to get it in under the radar. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it takes, it takes some effort to, to pay attention to that and adapt to it on the fly. Um, and so, you know, when, when we feel it's necessary, I mean, we do a monthly newsletter with our clients and we kind of, we, we share things as they develop. Um, but, you know, maybe a couple times a year, if that, um, we will do a very uh, targeted, concerted effort to, to get a, you know, a, a crucial memo out to our clients. And sometimes it's even a call, call to action um, to, to send a note to their, you know, state representative or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and so I mentioned, you know, when we first started, that not only do we coordinate maintenance and, and oversee expenses and whatnot for our clients, but we are their advocates as well. And uh, that extends sometimes to legal measures, uh, you know, governing what we do here in rental housing. Yep. Um, and, and I know, uh, and the other, the other side of it too, is, you know, there's a lot of times as a landlord, I mean, you don't even see your property, right? Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not seeing it all the time. And so you guys also do inspections, uh, at the time of transitioning from one, uh, one renter to a next, uh, to make sure that, you know, that things are being kept up to date. Uh, if there's any uh, maintenance that needs to happen, say like, oh my gosh, seems like it's time for a new washer and dryer. I mean, mm-hmm those types of things, you're also the, the eyes and the ears, so to speak, uh, for the landlord in that aspect too, right? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to work backwards. Eyes and ears. Um, a lot of times that's the tenant. 
And, you know, if we have a great relationship with our tenants, then we're going to be able to do a more effective job of properly maintaining the home. Um, so, you know, we're, we're pretty much on a first name basis with all our tenants. We, the, this, this kind of niche market that we serve single family rental houses, um, you know, we're, we're not talking these massive apartment towers where everybody just kind of as a number and they right. come and go, we don't know who they are. We know we have relationships with just about everyone. Um, and so that's important. Um, with the uh, inspection piece that you mentioned, yeah, we, we are very thorough when someone is moving in and then again when they move out. And then while they're living there, we do a six month, we, we visit every six months and we call that a periodic inspection. Um, and we're, you know, we're looking for things that, that um, people who live in the home might not be looking for, like that cabinet down in the in the basement bathroom that no one ever uses. We're going to get in there and look at the plumbing connections and make sure there's not you know, a slow drip. Um, we're going to check to make sure that the furnace filters are good and the batteries and the smoke alarms, just things that people don't necessarily think about every day. That's on our list. And we're going through and making sure we're all good. No, I love that. Well, let's, and, and so let's look at the other side of it. So you, you've got the side where you're doing uh, property management, then there's a the whole side of placing renters. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me a little bit about that side of the business. Yeah, you know, um, in a lot of ways, it's not terribly different than when a sales broker puts a home on the market for sale. We use a lot of the same channels. I mean, we put everything that we've got on the MLS um, and then, you know, all the other um, widely Zillow, used. The yeah, all the Redfin, the Zillow, um, not so much Craigslist anymore. Right. Um, it's interesting. Craigslist used to be our number one traffic driver, uh, but now it's just so rife with uh, scams. We, we really don't use Craigslist anymore. Um, but uh, the, the marketing is, is similar. And, and, you know, we always want to use great photos and, and um, just the, the same level of care that you would put into listing a, you know, a $5 million home for sale. That's, that's what we try to do with, with our rental properties. We want to present them in the best light. Um, I think one of maybe the differences, I don't, I don't know exactly how everybody else does it, but we have a team of leasing agents and Michael, we actually went out to lunch with those guys right. um, last month. Those, those one guy and all the gals, actually, I should say. <laughs> um, and I mean, they, I talked earlier about our faster market times. It's because of that team. And they are amazing and they are fast and efficient and, and they know what they are doing. Um, they are the ones who take most of the calls from people who are interested in seeing our properties. Um, while we do have it open to any member of the MLS to show our listings, um, that only happens about 25% of the time, maybe. Um, most calls and inquiries do come directly in through our office and we put them in the hands of our very capable leasing team. And that's what they do. That's, that is their job. They take those inquiries. They, they have a conversation with people just to make sure that it's going to be a good fit what they're looking for. And then they go out and show them the home and um, they are in their car, you know, every day right. and uh, tracking activity, which is hugely valuable for us because twice a week, they send an email to our whole company saying, here's how many leads I had this week. Here's how many times I showed the following homes. Here's the feedback I got. Here's, you know, it seems like we have an influx of people in such and such city because Google is, is hiring for some new department that they're opening. Like we get a pretty 
detailed look at what's happening in the market. What percentage of people have pets, you know, um, what, which is the school that it, like people are moving here to try to get into this and that school. Um, why people are moving, you know, Michael, it's interesting. We've, we've had a lot of people looking for our help to find a rental property because they've sold their house here yes. locally because it's been such a great time to sell <laughs> and they don't necessarily know where they're going yet or they would buy something if it was on the market but there's nothing on the market right, right? uh the inventory we you know and you guys know how it is with inventory right now um so those are a lot of people we're talking to as well well and i would agree with that and and a couple things came up so uh the way i see this in terms of the benefit to the real estate agent a couple things and you can kind of verify this or, or give me some more detail on it. So if, if I'm a real estate agent and I think about my team, so I may have people in my database that are investors, meaning they're looking for investment property. Mm-hmm. Uh, would your company be somebody who I'd look to to say, hey, I've got somebody who wants to invest here, but could you give me a performer? Could you give me some data on how this rental might pencil out or, or what we might know for vacancy rates? Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yes, I love this question. Thank you. Um, the... That's what we're here for. I mean, really, that that is our relationships with sales brokers are so important to what we do. And that is one of the ways that we can really give back. I think Um, if you've got a client who, you know, we just talked about inventory and if we ever get back to normal and (laughs) and someone, you know, has the opportunity to look at four or five or six properties that are for sale all at the same time. Right. Exactly. And, and has the luxury of choosing between them. We, we are, we are super happy to take a look at that list of five or six homes, work up what we think uh, looks like the market speed in that neighborhood and the historical demand and pricing trends um, and help you advise your client on what's going to be the, the best investment buy. Um, now what we won't get into is, is talking to them about how much it will sell for in five years from now. That's, that's your job as the sales broker, but, but we can help you, um, uh, kind of determine how it's going to perform as a rental. And, um, uh, you mentioned, uh, some statistics and whatnot. We, we run very comprehensive stats every six months. And I think they're on the Windermere statistics website, if I'm not mistaken, um, and then I do, uh, I, I am constantly updating a, a presentation that I do in, in front of sales offices. And I can't really send that out ahead of time too far because things do change. Right. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of almost constantly updating that for the next time that I get in front of a group and talk about what we do, because something has probably changed. Um, so yeah, between between sharing information and then working with prospective clients on a more uh, handholding type of basis. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope there's a way that we can help people out. Well, and that's a big deal. I mean, I look at it from my perspective, I'm buying investment property. One of the biggest questions I have is does it pencil out? You know, so what, so what are the vacancy rates? Uh, what's the potential for rent right now? Here's what my potential uh, mortgage would be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times what we find is, you know, the, the typical real estate agent, although they're great at pricing homes and doing that, that whole aspect of his data that they're not looking at all the time. So they're not really versed in that scenario. <laughs> and what I love to hear is, hey, by the way, we can get you that if that's important to you. Let me get a hold of our property management division uh-huh. and we can get that established. And so my point in, in asking you that question, and I hope that agents are listening, is you need to have these types of people on your team. 
because as, as we see the appreciation and where the appreciation is going with homes, we see a lot more people that have, you know, as Matthew Gardner says, have over what, 50% equity in their home. They're going to take that equity and most likely buy rental properties. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. uh, to have somebody on your team is great. My other question is this, is that I've got to believe that from time to time with the type of relationship you have with the tenants, that those tenants at some point decide they might buy. Yeah. Um, you met Susie. Well, you know, Susie. Yes. Uh, we had lunch with her last week. I, I think she's got three buyer referrals out there at, right now. So absolutely. I mean, we, we, are, we are the minor league baseball farm system for your future buyers. I mean, we really are. Um, those are the people we're meeting. And a lot of people moved to Seattle um, and with, with every intention of renting for the first year or so to, to get to know the lay of the land. Because, I mean, we're a global destination city. All yes. these tech companies specifically, I mean, they are literally hiring people from all around the world. And, um, you know, people move here not really knowing what Seattle's all about. Um, and so if we can get them into a rental home while they start to learn the schools and the commutes and, you know, where their favorite restaurant is, whatever, um, they're going to be able to really think about the neighborhood that they want to buy a home in. And certainly if we have the opportunity to kind of facilitate a relationship uh, uh, as a, as a future buyer um, to, to a sales broker that has, you know, worked out a relationship with us, that is awesome. That's the dream, right? Well, and I, and I think I love what Susie said too, is that it's, it's not just any broker. It's also somebody who's going to maintain the level of professionalism uh, and provide that same level of service because in this case, for example, Susie's reputation's on the line when she's making that referral. So, yep. so, so uh, some synergy there in terms of how you run business agents that are really running a high level uh, professional uh, real estate business, right. Is where you are probably looking to send those referrals to. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, whether it's you, you ultimately want the best fit for somebody and uh, sometimes you know that they're going to vibe with with somebody based on their personality. Right. Um, sometimes it's much it's much more you know engineer type or whatever, and and you want to connect them with somebody who like knows a particular neighborhood by the back of like the back of their hand. Um, and so yeah, I mean the the more relationships that we can build with sales brokers, the more that we can successfully you know f- facilitate and reciprocate really. Yep. Well, yeah. and, and, and to that point, one of the things that I know, I know that from, we also have uh, owners of real estate companies that listen to this podcast as well. And um, what, what do you see that really? I mean, you, you literally become an asset for that owner to provide a higher level of value to their agents, right. In terms of the value of information that they now have access to. Would you uh, talk to me a little bit about that? So if I'm an owner, why would I want my agents to be building a, 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 you know, a connection with your team or building a relationship with your team? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, real estate is a relationship business. Okay. And uh, as a sales broker, while, while you might not get your hands directly and actively involved in, in rental properties, I mean, the, the chances of that coming up in conversation, you know, in a, in a professional setting, I, I think is fairly high. And I think you want to at least know a little bit what you're talking about. Um, and while it might not be your primary focus, uh, you know, they, they talk about having different tools in your tool belt. Um, 
I think that's something that's very relevant. And I think it's good to have at least a, a general understanding of what's going on in the market from a from a numbers perspective. What like what are the market trends? What neighborhoods are performing? And from really the legal perspective, I, I think it's just good working knowledge to have. And um, you know, I when I when I get in front of groups and and kind of share what's going on in our industry, um, I don't always get like super high level detail because every situation is a little bit different. Um, I, I am more than happy to, to get on a phone call with somebody and understand what their client is dealing with personally and understand the specifics of the situation um, and help point them in the right direction. Um, and if you're, if you're an active real estate broker, you're going to come across this. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, so I think you want to, I think you want to know at least a little bit about it. I, I would agree. And, and here's one thing that I think. So I, I'll just use my scenario uh, as an example. But if I'm if I'm, uh, you know, I, I have primary residence, so I own that. But then I also investment property. And if I'm going to own more investment property and I'm going to work with a real estate agent who's going to help me find that investment property. Mm-hmm. When I ask a question of that real estate agency related to property management, uh, what I don't want to hear is, well, I don't really know. But I mean, I, I guess I could find out as opposed to, oh, that's a terrific question. You know, we have a team and I can access that information. Let me get back to you with a report. What specifically are you looking to, to find? But here's what I think. We have a lot of times we have agents that don't even realize that this is a service or this is a, a relationship that's sitting there that they're not taking advantage of, I guess, is the point that I'm getting out. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the first things I said is getting people just to know that we exist. <laughs> right. Is kind of happening exactly. because I think I, I, I do not know what this number is, but I imagine that it's the majority. Um, most people who own, you know, small scale rental properties, I, I don't think that they have hired a property manager. I, th- I think that most people um, self-manage. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think some of that is a cost savings uh, you know, that's their intention. But I think a lot of them just don't even realize, like, when you when you think property management, I think you, I think you tend to think apartment communities, commercial spaces, like right. property management. I don't, I don't think you are, are sitting in your, you know, your golf course home in Sahali, and look at the house across the street and have any idea that that might be a professionally managed property piece of rental real estate right like people just don't think about it very often in that context right um so just kind of getting the word out that this is a service that exists um yeah i I think that's what we're trying to do well and i didn't at the beginning but just so the listeners know geographically what all areas does your uh your office cover hang in snohomish counties okay basically yeah and you we at lunch you you said something about uh the the number of jobs that are coming to specifically the, was it the Bellevue area? What's, what's going on there? Yeah. So, you know, I think where I heard that number first was a couple months ago in uh, the East side standards of practice group mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that Joe DC hosts. Um, and I believe it was something in the neighborhood of 2000 jobs here. I'm looking out my window right now at that new building in the spring district in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Um, something like 2000 jobs that, Facebook or now it's meta, uh, bringing here. Um, but they haven't opened that office yet. And well, of course that's new construction, but COVID obviously office closures from COVID right. that the, these companies are hiring and they're hiring people that don't already live in Seattle. 
And eventually they're going to reopen their offices and those people will need to come to work. That means they're going to be moving to Seattle and yes. they're going to need somewhere to live. Um, and if you thought we had a, a demand issue <laughs> already. <laughs> right, right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I mean, and Facebook is one of how many tech companies in Seattle? I, I don't know. There's so many. We're a hub. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and you know, and, and they're coming in. And so a lot of times, like you said, it, because of the uh, of the high the high buyer demand, you know, they're not always able to find a home right out of the, right out of the gate. And so they're going to rent for a while or they want to rent just to get to know the, the lay of the land. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, so one thing we talked about at lunch that I want to just point out. Uh, I know that you do get out to offices, but if I'm within the Windermere network, I mean, how, how can I better understand what you provide? How can I better understand how we can build a better relationship? I mean, how can agents get to know your company uh, in, in more detail, so to speak? Sure. Um, I think that most Windermere brokers are already on our monthly email uh, newsletter distribution. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly I would encourage people to reach out to us and ask us to add you to that if you're not already receiving that um we we do a i, I kind of mentioned earlier we we kind of hit the high level what's going on in the market on a monthly basis um because of something that you suggested michael last time we met i'm also now doing a very brief video uh market update that i'll be sharing with all of the owners and managers of windermere real estate um, offices in King and Snohomish County to at their option, play for their team at a, at a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting, just a quick, you know, three, five minutes, um, little, little shout to what's going on with us. And then of course, one of my favorite things to do is to come out, like we're coming out of COVID fingers yes, crossed. Exactly. Um, I've done so many zoom presentations and make your head spin. I'm sure you have too. Um, but I'm really, really looking forward to being able to come back out to offices. I, I typically do it about 20 times a year and give just like a 15 minute presentation. Usually there's a lot of Q and a that follows and um, I'm just happy to share with people and, and, you know, um, maybe you learn something new. Right. And I've always, I'm always encouraging at least the agents that we coach uh, is you know, to reach out to your division and you know, go to lunch uh, with a property manager, go to lunch with a leasing agent, and just get the lay of the land and, and figure out what's going on and how it works. Because uh, I always believe the more you know, the better you do. Mm -hmm. you know, and, just, and just be aware of the, of the services you have out there so you can provide that higher level of professionalism to your client and whatever it is they want, whether it's residential buying or whether it's leasing or whether it's uh, buying investment properties but know the services and the resources that are available, available to you through, uh, you know, entities like your own. Probably worth mentioning um, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, we, I've been talking mostly about our single family service that we do. Um, we've got several small apartment buildings under management as well. Um, maybe up in the, in the range of a dozen, maybe 15 units in the building. So not these huge towers. That's not really what we're built for. Um, but kind of that small to medium-sized multifamily, we, we service that as well. Um, and then uh, depending on the situation, some commercial as well. We, we do have one commercial leasing agent and property manager here. Um, and so he's more than happy to talk to anybody and, and just see if it's a fit. Um, so we try to hit all three of those bases. Well, and I, and I got to assume they can do performance too on a commercial level. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's terrific uh, because that's absolutely a need. Um, 
Well, Corey, I want to thank you for taking the time today. And uh, if, if what's the best way for somebody if they wanted to reach out and ask more questions of you or invite you to their office? Uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, I mean, our website is wpmnorthwest.com. Okay, wpmnorthwest.com. wpmnorthwest.com. And uh, there's a contact us page. Um, Again, our newsletter, I I would really love to encourage people to sign up for our newsletter. Um, And uh, it, it, it comes automatic at that point. And uh, the main email address for our office is wpme at windermere.com. Perfect. And our phone number is 425-455-5515. Great. I'll put this, I'll put that in the show notes as well so that people can, uh, can have access to that. Well, Corey, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time today. And I always, you know, I, I just think it's great. I think one of the things that we talk about in Ninja specifically and in coaching, we talk about this whole concept of wake up money where uh, people should own investment homes because uh, it's a great return on investment, one of the best investments you can make. But I will tell you that if you own an investment home, uh, having people to manage it, having people to place renters into it who are good, solid renters who you know that you can uh, you know, go to sleep at night knowing that uh, they were vetted uh, and that they're also that your home is uh, being taken care of. And if there is an issue that happens, there's somebody there immediately where I'm not having to have the call at midnight from my tenant while I'm on a vacation somewhere to go yep. deal with it. And that I know that at the end of the year and throughout the years, I've got uh, enough information coming in so that I can uh, do my taxes properly. And I can also know you know, my PL, so to speak, on my property that uh, things are being taken care of because it is one of the biggest investments typically in our net worth portfolio. So yep. um, thank you uh, for that today. I really appreciate it. And uh, again, I'll put all this in the show notes. Any uh, last words you have for our listeners? Uh, yeah, about- I, I, I just thought of this. I didn't plan to talk about this, but you know, this where again, we exist. That's kind of half the battle, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, th- this, is a, this is a fantastic career as well, you know? And uh, we've got about a quarter of the market share on the MLS in King County. Uh, and right now we've got about 16% of the market share in Snohomish County. I think, I think there's really room for us to grow there. Um, so anyone listening who, who might be interested in a career opportunity here, I'd love to hear from them as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you say the percentages, what, how, about how many doors are you, are you taking care of? this? We day? have about 1700 doors under management and yeah. like 90% of that are single family residences. Got and it. I mentioned we have some smaller to medium sized apartment communities as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, Corey, Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, like I said, for those of you listening, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, we hope that we gave you some good ideas today, some good content. If you like what we're doing, please feel free to share this and pass it on. And we'll always end these like we always do and say one, thanks to Corey for being here. And two, uh, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. We just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.